0: As the Rector of St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, may I welcome you very warmly to this service. It's wonderful that so many of you are able to join our online services, which combine archive recordings of our choir and congregation with newly recorded readings, prayers and sermons. For this reason, we shall continue to broadcast these services each Sunday even though we've now resumed our 11 a.m. Choral Eucharist in St. Bride's itself. Not all of you are able to join us in person for reasons of distance or because you need to take particular care of your health, but we know that you are very much with us in spirit. May the light and hope of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. Death, be not proud, though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. A very warm welcome to our annual All Souls service at which we commemorate friends and family members who have passed away, who are now held safely in God's loving arms. Bereavement can seem a very lonely experience sometimes. Our All Souls commemoration helps to remind us that we are not alone in our sense of loss. Rather, it is a journey that we travel together and can do so reassured that God is never far away from us. We begin with an opening prayer. Let us pray. Father of mercies and God of all consolation, you surround us with your love and dispel the shadow of death with the hope of new life with you. Comfort us in our loss and in all times of sorrow. Be our refuge and our strength when times are hard. And lift us from the depths of grief into the peace and light of your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: The first reading is taken from the book of Revelation, chapter 21 I am making all things new. Also he said, write this for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things and I will be their God and they will be my children.
2: Distance 2 by Tony Harrison. Though my mother was already two years dead, Dad kept her slippers warming by the gas, put hot water bottles her side of the bed and still went to renew her transport pass. (laughs) You couldn't just drop in. You had to phone. He'd put you off an hour to give him time to clear away her things and look alone as though his still raw love were such a crime. He couldn't risk my blight of disbelief, though sure that very soon he'd hear her key scrape in the rusted lock and end his grief. He knew she'd just popped out to get the tea. I believe life ends with death, and that is all. You haven't both gone shopping. Just the same in my new black leather phone book. There's your name and the disconnected number I still call.
0: In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Sorting through some old box files not long ago, I came across an old Christmas card sent to me eight years ago. It was a card that stopped me in my tracks. The woman who sent it to me was a former school teacher of mine, although she wasn't much older than me. She was an amazing teacher and mentor, and subsequently a lifelong friend. And when I was a lost and turbulent teenager, she rescued me and changed the course of my life. I have often said that I owe her everything, and that is not too much of an exaggeration. Sadly, the year that she sent me that Christmas card, she died of cancer. At the time that she sent it, her prognosis was not good. And eight years later, it was still a jolt to find that card so unexpectedly and to see her familiar handwriting, to think of her as she had put pen to paper and wrote the words that that it contained. And her message was the more poignant, because I know what she could not have known at the time, which was that she would not live to see another Christmas. She wrote this in that card. Coping remarkably well, still very determined to overcome, confident of healing. I have a scan in the new year and will let you know how I get on. Your prayers are much appreciated with our love. When someone whom you know and love dies, the things that they leave behind them can suddenly come to have a whole new significance, whether it is an old Christmas card or a scrap of paper with a message in a familiar hand, a pair of glasses, an item of clothing that still bears their scent, a gift that they once gave you in happier times. Because in that strange and rather surreal world that you can find yourselves inhabiting when coming to terms with the death of someone close, those simple, very human signs that remind you that they were once here physically and tangibly can suddenly become very powerful and very significant. And I completely understand why it is that they can be so very hard to relinquish. When the children's author Beatrix Potter died it is said that her husband William Helis was so distraught that he left her desk exactly as it was that day including rather poignantly a half-eaten bar of chocolate that bore her teeth marks. In similar vein For years after her beloved Prince Albert died, Queen Victoria continued to issue instructions to her household staff to put out suitable clothes for him to wear each day and to draw water for his bath. In the poem by Tony Harrison that we heard a few moments ago, our hearts must surely go out to the desolate father whom he describes, who is so bereft at the loss of his wife that two years after her death, he continues to warm her slippers by the fire each day and to put a hot water bottle in her side of the bed. And yes, he tries to conceal this, his guilty secret, as though his still raw love were such a crime. It is a mark of that man's grief and desolation, his utter bemusement at the concrete reality of her absence, that he feels compelled to continue to try to care for her through those small acts of love, even though she is no longer there. There is a terrible finality about death, which can be hard for us to face, even when we know it is coming. And how very much harder it is when death comes unexpectedly and robs us of someone who still has so very much to live for. We all find our own very different ways of dealing with loss of that magnitude because we are all very different as human beings. But for some, the desire to do anything humanly possible to try to keep that person close can be overwhelming. And perhaps that is precisely what we need to do for a time until we are finally able to move on, as eventually we must. When someone you have loved deeply dies, the world becomes a different kind of place. I don't think you ever cease to miss that person because grief is always the shadow side of loving someone deeply. Yet, eventually, in time, the world can begin to reconfigure itself in a different kind of way. Warm and affectionate memories from the past can start to rub away the sharper edges of bereavement and there comes a time when even laughter feels possible once again. In a few moments' time in our service in church, I shall be reading aloud the names of those loved ones whom we have been asked to remember at this service some of whom died very recently, others who passed away many years ago. And every time that I do this, I'm struck by the uniqueness of every single individual whom we shall be naming before God. Every name represents a life, a life with its own story. And every single one of those individuals is precious, both to us and to God. And that is why the act of remembering them is so very important. Because even when we are able to move on from the devastating loss of someone close, the person whom we mourn does not cease to matter. Far from it. Our lives will always be different for having known and loved that human being. And the world will always be the richer for their presence within it. For those of you who are listening to this service online, we shall not be broadcasting the full list of names, but instead, we shall give you an opportunity to do your own very special act of remembering you might like to light a candle, or perhaps more than one candle, at home as you do so. As the candles are lit on the altar behind me during our service in church, those candles are distant from us. Symbolically, they feel just out of reach. And yet, each one of those flickering and moving flames... Speaks to us of a soul that is still very much alive, held safely in the arms of a God who loves each one of them. And the day will come when we shall be reunited with those whom we have loved, who have travelled that path before us. Because, as Christ showed us definitively, not through mere words, but through his life and his death and his resurrection. At the end of it all, love really is far, far stronger than death, because death could not hold him. The pain of grief can feel like a very lonely road to travel. And yet this evening, we are not alone. We are here for one another as we do our remembering together. And beyond that, for all of us, the journey's end is not one of darkness, but of light. As the Indian poet Rabindranath Tagore once wrote, death, is not turning off the light, it is turning down the lamp because the dawn has come. Alleluia. Amen. Father of all, we pray to you for those whom we love, but see no longer. Grant them your peace, and may light perpetual shine upon them. And in the silence of our hearts, we name before you any others whose loss we mourn, and all lost souls whose names are known to you alone. Death, be not proud, though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. For those whom thou think'st thou dost overthrow, die not, poor death, nor yet canst thou kill me. From rest and sleep, which but thy pictures be, much pleasure. Then from thee much more must flow, and soonest our best men with thee do go, rest of their bones and soul's delivery. Thou art slave to fate, chance, kings, and desperate men, and dost with poison, war, and sickness dwell. And poppy or charms can make us sleep as well and easier than thy stroke. Why swellst thou then? One short sleep past, we live eternally. And death shall be no more. Death, thou shalt die.
3: Let us pray. Jesus, the light of the world, you gave the man born blind the gift of sight. Bring light into the darkest places of our world and the darkest places of our hearts. Open anew the eye of faith within us and bring us from darkness to your eternal light and glory. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus, Son of the living God, you summoned your friend Lazarus from death to life. Raise us up at the last to full and eternal life with you. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus, crucified Saviour, In your dying, you entrusted to each other Mary, your mother, and John, your beloved disciple. Sustain and comfort all who mourn. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus, our way and truth and life, you drew your disciple Thomas from doubt to faith. Reveal the resurrection faith to any who are doubting or lost or afraid. And we commend to your care any whom we know who are in need of our prayers at this time. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. May God, in his infinite love and mercy, Bring the whole Church, living and departed in the Lord Jesus, to a joyful resurrection and the fulfilment of his eternal kingdom. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Let us join together in the words our Saviour taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven.